Hello everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I am glad that you're here today. It is in this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing, because Jesus has already extended healing to us, and sometimes it's our job to step in and receive it for ourselves. Again, I'm so glad you're here today. We are in the middle of a series right now on Reclaiming 101. What is it? Why is it important? Does it apply to me? And how do I do it? Last week, I shared about my story, and I shared about how I discovered reclaiming and how it became a practical part of my healing when I was going through my divorce after I discovered my ex-husband's affair. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do that because it gives a lot of context to what we're talking about today. As a recap, my definition of reclaiming is identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction to a place or thing choosing to face it head-on and create a new positive association. So this basically means that we identify that there is a fear that we are living in avoidance of something, and we choose to step into that thing full-on and create a new positive association with that thing. So today we're going to be talking about kind of that first part of the definition, identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction. This is kind of heavy. (laughs) This is heavy stuff. And I'm going to draw a little bit of a picture for you that may help you understand what this means. So let's imagine that you have a crush. You have a crush on a really good friend. This guy friend is tall, dark, and handsome, and he's very kind, and your family loves him. Over time, as you guys have been hanging out, you start developing feelings for this guy. And the more that you hang out, the more you like him. You start hanging out a little bit more, um, a little bit more outside of the group of friends that maybe you're with. And one day he asks you to hang out. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, is this a date? (laughs) Maybe this is a date. We'll see. You go and you have dinner with him. And things are going really well. You're laughing a lot. You're friendly like you always are. But maybe there's a little bit more to it. You're not exactly sure. And then after dinner, he says, hey, let's go to this jazz bar. Mm, Okay. So you guys go to this jazz bar and they're playing a bunch of covers and it's just so fun. You've never been to this place before and now you're there for the very first time with this guy you like. And as you guys are sitting there for a while, maybe you have a drink, maybe you're just sitting there enjoying the music, chatting a little bit. They start playing the song, When I Fall in Love. You know, the the old classic, When I Fall in Love, that one. (laughs) And as they're playing it, as they're singing it, you just feel the chemistry between you guys. Something shifts, and then in that moment, you guys go from being friends to being maybe more than that. And things have changed. You just feel the chemistry between you guys and the sparks are flying. And then in that moment, he reaches over and he holds your hand. That becomes your song, When I Fall in Love. So throughout your relationship, when you ever hear that song, it somehow brings you guys closer together. It instantly brings you back to that date at the jazz club when things changed, when finally you guys kind of just breached that, that hurdle of going from friends to being more than that. Maybe he puts that song in a playlist that he creates for you. Maybe you dance to that song at your wedding. 
Maybe that song becomes a feature of your relationship in some significant way. That is your song with your guy. And then something happens. Maybe there's a breakup. Maybe there's a betrayal. There's a divorce. Something happens that breaks apart your relationship. And you are undoubtedly heartbroken. You can't eat. You can't sleep. And everything just sucks. Yeah, I've been there. (laughs) I have been there. I went through a divorce after my ex-husband's infidelity. And I was completely broken. Because everything reminded me of him. So maybe you're sitting at home on a Friday night just binge-watching Netflix to try to numb the pain, and you turn on Sleepless in Seattle. You're kind of asking for it, right? It's watching a rom-com when you're heartbroken. Well, there's something kind of intrinsic about that in breakups, isn't there? But as you're watching Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks fall in love, all of a sudden, in that movie, they are playing your song with your ex. When I fall in love, instantly you close your computer. Get me out of here. You are overwhelmed with tears. It hurts so much. You shut off the computer and you just want to throw it across the room because that song brings you right back to that place in the jazz club where love was exchanged. Was that love even real? Was that feeling even real? Did he even care? Do I care? I absolutely care. I'm hurting so much. All of these feelings come rushing back. And you are just overwhelmed. That song brings back all of those feelings. This song was once so happy and so romantic. And now it creates this response in you that you just want to throw your computer So you never, ever want to listen to When I Fall in Love ever again. Every time that song will come on the radio, you will turn it off. You never, ever want to listen to it again. You'll certainly never go to karaoke again at the off chance that somebody will pick that song and then sing it terribly. You never, ever want to listen to this song again. That song can die. Celine Dion, who sings it so beautifully, mm -mm, no girl not happening ever again because this means that your relationship is broken that song is a constant reminder that your relationship is broken and so you are now avoiding that song at all costs because it's associated with your pain it was associated with love and now it's associated with loss so you start living in avoidance of that song because of the pain that it brings up in you. Pain is an indicator of something, right? Pain points to a deeper issue. We talked about this a little bit last week, how pain says and points to the fact that there's something going on with me that's not totally right. When I have back pain, it might mean that I got some sort of injury and I should avoid picking up heavy objects to avoid continuing to hurt myself more. Pain points to something deeper. So we need pain to say that something needs to be healed, right? This is a good thing. But when we continue to live that way, it begins to stifle us. Psychologists call this avoidance learning. Avoidance learning is the thing that 
we do when we hear this song. We want to throw our computer. We want to get away from that song because we're avoiding the feeling that that song brings up. Every time we hear that song, we want to turn it off. We won't watch movies that have that song in it. We'll delete it from our Spotify, and we will never go to karaoke again just in case somebody will sing it. We start living our life to avoid the song. This is avoidance learning. It can be a helpful response, but it can also keep us from healing and keep us from abundance that God has for us. We talked last week about how in order for us to receive and have true healing, we need to know the healer. God is a good God and he has good things for us. And he does not cause bad things to happen in our lives. He turns them around for good. God doesn't have a plan B for your life. He just makes a new plan A. He gives us an upgrade and he gives us so much goodness in our lives after the pain that we've experienced. Because remember in John 10, 10, it says that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. So by living in avoidance, we are actually allowing the enemy to continue to steal from us. Take that in for just a second. We are allowing the enemy to continue to steal things from us. We are allowing the enemy to keep stealing that song from us. He wants to steal abundance from your life. But Jesus wants abundance for us. So again, the definition of reclaiming is identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction to a place or thing, choosing to face it head on and create a new positive association. So that first aspect here is first identifying the pain. We need to know that the pain is there. And this is often done for me and for a lot of people when we just are sitting in our pain. There's these moments after a breakup, after um, this tragic event in our life that we cannot move. You are stuck in your pain and you need to sit in it. And that is a good place to be. There's that time where we need to sit and binge watch Netflix, where we need to just lay on the couch and sleep a lot because grief is real. <laughs> grief is important and we need to just step into it. But it's in these moments when the pain is so acute that we really can see those painful triggers in our life and begin to identify them. So if you've decided that reclaiming is something that you want to do, start paying attention to these triggers. Start paying attention to the things that you're avoiding, to those songs that you just want to turn off when you hear them. Start paying attention to the memories that are brought up and why those memories are brought up and write them down. This is what I did. I actively wrote down these, a list of all those things, all of those painful memories and places and songs, and I put them on a spreadsheet and I put them on my phone so that I could quickly access them and keep adding to that list. 
I had a list of restaurants. I had a list of movies. I had a list of songs. I had a list of just random things like objects that I needed to do something with and reclaim with. And then with that list, you keep adding to it. You don't need to dive in right away and reclaim those things. Just note them. Just take a note of them and keep writing them down. Know that they're there because that first step is acknowledging that pain is there. The truth is you loved this person a lot. Love was shared and you cared for the relationship. And this thing, this song that hurts so much was associated with the love that you had with this person. So it makes sense that this song is painful and it's hard to go back to. So without listening to that song right away, just keep it written down on your phone or wherever you want it written down. And you can go back to it later when you're ready. But first, just identify that that pain is there. And I, the second thing that I want to encourage you to do is get help. If you're sitting in your pain and you're feeling like there's a lot of triggers in your life, that there is a lot of things that keep bringing up this pain, I cannot stress therapy enough, you guys. I talk about it all the time. Get professional help. I am not a psychologist. I am not a counselor. One of the first things that I did when I was going through my divorce was get a good psychologist on my side, and I went to regular appointments. This was one of the best things I could do for my mental health and for my overall healing in general. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like things are just triggering your pain over and over and over again, write those things down and go get help. Go get good professional help because this is the first step to reclaim. And the most important thing that you possibly can do in this process is surrender to God. Our God is so good and he loves you so much. He did not cause your pain, but he will make beauty out of your pain. He has already identified your pain and he identifies with it because he's experienced it himself. Our God is so good and he will heal your heart. That healing is on its way. Just keep going and keep looking at him and surrendering to him because he's here with arms wide open. If you need help with this, if you do feel stuck, there is a community of people here at Hope Reclaimed that want to help you, that are here for you. If you are a woman going through a divorce or um, have experienced a divorce, we have a non-support group support group that meets every other week to talk about these things. And I want to encourage you to be a part. If you're interested in being a part of this group, we meet virtually and you can reach out to me, ellieherringshaw at gmail.com to chat about this. And I'd be happy to talk to you about details. ellieherringshaw at gmail.com. And those, that information will be in my show notes as well. If you are interested in partnering with Hope Reclaimed financially, you can do that on my Patreon page. This ministry does take funds. And if you would like to partner with me, I would be so 
blessed by that. (laughs) That information, again, will be in my show notes to give to this ministry financially. You are loved and you are accepted by Jesus. This pain is hard and it is not impossible for healing to happen in your life. Continue to go after it because Jesus loves you so much and there's always, always hope because hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.